Hey, this is Hillary Crowley, and welcome back to the Good Energy Healing Show. Um, last time I wrapped up a little bit about, um, a big bit about going through um, the cycle of the healer's adventure, also known as the hero's adventure. And I wrapped it up because um, I feel like, like any good adventure, we got there. We got, we, we, we set our, we set, we got you, we got you through the base, right? And we got you onto your path. So hopefully that's been noodling around in your mind and in your life. And you've noticed the daily adventures, the hour by hour adventures, and maybe the bigger themes of adventure in your life. So I wrapped it up. And of course, um, I started thinking and experiencing adventures myself. And I realized that one of the next things I want to talk about, which is today, is the idea and the power of the gift, of gathering the gifts, the gifts. Um, yes, sure, there's a story about, you know, you're looking for the one gift. Um, but I actually think that I want to flip that a bit. You actually are constantly experiencing being gifted. That's why I want to think about this idea of hidden in plain sight, that we're surrounded by the gifts. So going back to the Joseph Campbell uh, model, we have this idea that we are missing something. Um, we have to seek it, but in order to seek it, we need to sacrifice ourselves um, to put ourselves out of our comfort zone, go deep into whatever our problem and challenge is, have a little bit of faith. Um, find resources around us, which is one type of a gift to ultimately find our boon, you know, the boon, the, the, the big, the big gift you're looking for, the ultimate boon. And then you bring the gifts back to the tribe, right? You bring the gifts back to the tribe, but in doing so, um, what's worth talking about is what is that tribe? What is that tribe? Okay, so I have a friend, Sarah Brassard. You can look her up, sarahbrassard.com. And maybe I'll bring her on for an interview if she's free. She's such a busy woman. She wrote this fabulous book called The Tribe Inside. The Tribe Inside. Like so many other book titles, I just love that title. What does it mean to have a tribe inside? And the idea truly is... Um, the idea truly is, is that the tribe you bring your gift back to in some models is yourself. You have a tribe inside of you, um, a conversation going on, um, a world of, of um, consciousnesses inside of you. Okay, I'm going to slow down for a second. What do I mean by that? Well, there's a part of you that is constantly on a consciousness of when am I going to eat next? Where am I going to get my nutrition? There's a part of us that's on a consciousness of how am I going to get love? How am I going to get connection? How am I going to feel that? There's actually a part of us um, that's that's constantly making sure that our shelter is secure, that we have shelter. Um, there's a consciousness in us that um, wants to feel like we're learning and experiencing. Um, there's a consciousness in us that wants to um, notice how we interact with the world. You see? So that's filling up the table right there. That's a lot of consciousnesses inside of us just getting through our day, our week, and our year. If we bless and acknowledge all that consciousness, 
we might find ourselves feeling like there's a tribe of wonderful resources inside, the tribe inside. Okay, so there, there alone is one metaphor for the gifts. But more importantly, when we do an adventure, when we have a moment, we put ourselves into an adventure and we come back and we give that gift back to ourselves. And as I said, taking from that beautiful book title that Sarah Broussard wrote, that's the tribe inside. That's what we have to give. And when you fill up yourself inside, when you fill that part of yourself up, then you're left with this amazing ability to feel at peace, to feel calm, to awaken yourself, um, and to share with others, which is the greater tribe, the greater community. So um, welcome to the Good Energy Healing Club. Um, I meant to call it, call it the Good Energy Healing Show, but the reason I said the Good Energy Healing Club is because I'm being reminded by one of my tribe members inside of my head, um, probably the creative one that's really excited and who loves my work and wants to keep supporting you and supporting others, is I am um, blossoming into a uh, program called the Good Energy Healing Club. During the pandemic, I had a very intimate group of people and we went for a year and a half, a year and a half, four times a month, and we met and we went deep. And I took it right up until I had to launch um, my program for the Shift Network, which was befriending your intuition. And at that point, I was doing too many new things at once. And I was like, I got to slow down and hone my skills. I'm sure that's part of the adventure. You know, you got to slow down and hone your skills. But when I looked around and everything kind of softened this year and quieted, and I was able to assess, you know, my gifts and so forth that were around me and that had blessed my life. I thought, I really miss the Good Energy Healing Club. And when I asked some of the members, they were like, we kind of went through withdrawal, Hillary. We kind of missed it. Um, it's energy healing. It's online energy healing from your home. And it's deep discussions and it's intuition circles. Um, it's really cool. So anyway, um, check it out. I believe it's going to be at hillarycrowley.com. And I'll start sign signups will um, start in June. Um, the Good Energy Healing Club. So thank you, whatever kind of Freudian slippy thing just happened that I said the Good Energy Healing Club instead of the Good Energy Healing Show. It's not um, a mistake to want to talk to my audience and say please join. I really would appreciate it. I love supporting all of you. And I love doing the energy healing. Um, some of the feedback I get from my workshops is people want more energy healing. That's astounding considering 20 years ago, the idea of talking about energy healing made people's heads spin, absolutely spin off of their neck. Um, but this is truly um, the Good Energy Healing Club. And it's just more on brand for me, if we can call it that, which is good energy that supports the tribe inside of you, the part inside of you, and also supports your entire community. And my big thing is I think, um, I think I'm a humanitarian. Sometimes when I see clients, I will work with them and I'll say, you know, don't forget that while you're doing little things during your day, you operate as a human humanitarian. Um, I have a, a client who's a real estate agent. So she sells houses and buildings and buys and sells and does all that good stuff. 
Um, but deep down, um, she's a humanitarian and an environmentalist. And so what does she, what is her end game? What is her why? To be able to um, put more land into uh, green space and into um, conservation. So there's a humanitarian right with a very successful real estate uh, person. Um, I can think of a lot of different examples of people who do what they do, but to make the world a, a better place. Frankly, I can't really think of anybody who actively isn't trying to make the world a better place. Um, so maybe we're all humanitarians, but just know that that has a lot to do with being hidden in plain sight. Sometimes your archetype, the, the archetype is hidden in plain sight. One of my archetypes is, well, this is kind of very hidden because I think one of my archetypes is be, to be a student, but anyone who knows me knows that I wasn't really a great student in school. Okay. But that could have been because I was a student archetype. And so I always wanted to learn, 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 learn. I wanted to know the backstory behind the backstory and I wanted to become a lifelong learner. So I didn't see sitting in a math class worked for me unless my math teacher could turn it into a philosophical conversation. And if I could interrupt my physics teacher and say, wait a minute, that reminds me a lot of the book we're reading in English class. And um, I would just be pulling it all together, which would make me like categorically a pain in the butt student. And um, I didn't do well in French class at all. I was not good at sitting there and learning the French language. But when I had the opportunity to take a semester abroad in France, I was pretty good at learning the language. Not great, not terrible, pretty good. I got by. I needed that immersion. So students sometimes don't do well at school. They need the immersion, immersive experience, which is life, and they can't wait to get into life. I'm I'm one of the things going on with with my life right now is that my children are both launching into a little bit more of school. They're getting out of 12th grade and they're going to do whatever they want to do, whether it's college or life experience or both. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, encouraging both as a mom. So I just cannot wait to get them out of the structured classroom environment. And so they can take everything that they gathered, right? Just like a hero's adventure. They gathered a lot of things. They learned the alphabet, they learned life skills. They learned some street savviness by, um, getting through, you know, navigating being with their peers for so many years. Um, and now I want to see you know, how we take all these gifts and we apply them to each of our lives, right? So, so here we are, um, the Good Energy Healing Show, hidden in plain sight. As I was preparing for this, I wanted to find my note, my notebook. Um, if you hear any noise, it's because my dog is not hidden at all, snuggled up right next to me. <laughs> She's such a good girl. You're such a good girl. Um, so, um, so hidden in plain sight is all this joy. All, all I was looking for this notebook, and in order to look for the notebook, um, I don't throw a lot of things away. Um, and so I knew the notebook was in a bag, but the bag was behind a box. And when I moved the box, something fell out of the box. I'm not making this up. This happened right before um, I was getting ready to go on 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 air with you guys to make this recording, and. Um, 
I thought I started the meditation process, which is what I do with my clients too. I'm like, let's go into the full intention of pulling in whatever seems to be needed for me to deliver the message of hidden in plain sight and delivering the gifts to the tribe, to the community, that that upswing of that circle in the hero's journey, that 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 step that step in the hero's journey where you step back into your community, whether it's within you or all around you, and you bring your gift. Okay. So that's what I, where my intention was. And as I moved the box, a random, and again, you know what I mean by random people, like a random little package of seeds fell out. Now, if those seeds fell out in December or February or uh, even for that matter, um, October harvest season for us, I would have probably said, oh, I'll put them away for, for the next time. It's a good time to find these seeds. I wouldn't throw them away because they're seeds. Um, they were memorial seeds. Have you ever heard of that? Seeds that are handed out at a memorial service. And so everyone can go home and plant those seeds. Isn't that beautiful? I loved it. It's a great idea. If you're ever planning a memorial service, a celebration of someone's life, a funeral, um, see if you can order those. These were wild flowers, seeds, and I'd had them for about a year and a half. I'd never remembered to plant them. And um, I stopped everything I was doing. I took the seeds, I planted them, and halfway through planting them, I said, oh my goodness, this is so powerful. The energy, the flow, I, I'm off track. You know, I'm supposed to be getting ready to record this episode and um, look what I'm doing. I'm planting seeds. And then like the big voice said, this is exactly the story you are supposed to tell when you talk about being hidden in plain sight. The seeds that are still in a package that aren't planted yet, the seeds that are now in the ground out there that aren't watered yet, the seeds that haven't sprouted yet the seeds that start to sprout, but we don't know what they're going to become because it's a random package of wildflower seeds and I'll get to see what happens. And then the beautiful blooms that, that arrive, there's your gift. There's, there, there's the gift. There's the symbolism all because I was looking for a notebook. I was looking for a notebook with intention and I had my eyes open to see, right? To see, I had my eyes open. And if anybody is sight disabled, um, I, I I like to say that seeing, as we know, is searing, right? See, to be a seer is to be able to sense what's around you. And so um, all of us can close our eyes and, oh, I mean, without a question, once you close your eyes, you start to see with your heart and you start to see with your ears, you get to start, start to sense what's around you taking a deep breath on that. I don't know if you just heard that on my mic. I, my mic's down by my heart and I just hit my mic. So close your eyes and start to sense what's around you. There's an acting um, exercise I used to do with the kids. I used to have done with me when I was taking acting classes. And the acting exercise is um, to uh, challenge the kids to look around, have them close their, their eyes, Maybe you give them 10 seconds. Maybe you give them a whole minute, which is a phenomenal long, long amount of time. But you give them a few, a few seconds to look around and then you have them close their eyes and with their eyes closed, they report what they saw in the room, okay? And you'd be amazed by what they did not pick up. Then 
with the same exercise, you keep your eyes closed in a trauma-informed way. Nobody's forcing you to close your eyes, but you can cup your eyes. But you, what you want to do is have your focus become hearing, just listening. That's a powerful experience. Um, right now, even as I'm speaking, obviously I can hear my voice, but through doing this exercise hundreds of times, I'm aware of a lawnmower, probably about five houses down. I'm aware of my dog who is licking her paw right here. I'm aware of the sound of the pilot in the stove um, a few feet away from me. Yeah. Those are the three things I'm aware of, but as I took that pause, if you if 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 it if it didn't get edited out, I can hear a bird chirping, you know, probably a couple of birds through the closed window behind me. So as we become more aware of the blessings around us, we become more aware. Look for the blessings. Look for the blessings around you. The blessings are the gifts. The gifts are a sign that you are well on your track for the hero's journey, the hero's adventure. Um, that's the place you want to be. Well, where else would I be? You might ask. Like, where else would I be? Oh, I'm going to tell you where else you're going to be. Looking for the problem, looking for the negative, looking for the um, part of you that is cynical. Okay, skeptical is amazing. Skeptical is actually built into the idea. If you do the etymology and you look back at the word miracle, skeptical is buried deep into the seeking of something for a need for a reason. It sounds like the opposite of a miracle, but it's not. Um, because as you seek, you will find. Uh-huh. So maybe Joseph Campbell was onto something, right? As you seek, you will find. And why would you seek? Because you've got a problem that needs to be solved. You've got a, a reason that you need to uh, get to the bottom of. You need a rational, that part of your brain says, I agree. I agree. I want to get to the bottom of this as well. So that's the skeptical mind. The cynical mind is, um, well, downright depressing. The cynical mind says, I'm going to seek all I want and I'm not going to find anything. And what I am going to find, I'm, I'm not going to like, you're not going to like, I don't believe in the goodness of, um, I don't believe in the goodness of the journey. I don't think I'm going to find a gift worth finding, you know, that's going to spiral you down and send a message to your cells because I do energy healing, um, every day. If you're just listening to this for the first time. The reason that kind of qualifies me to chat about this is that for 20 years, every day of my life, um, today I'm not doing it because I had a workshop that got canceled. Um, but um, literally, if I'm not, if I'm talking to you, it's because I've found a little window of time between my clients. I have clients that I see, I have clients that I maintain, I have clients that I check in with, and I have clients that I work with um, remotely as well. Um, and I've learned so much from the journeys of, of, um, seeking, healing, talking to the energy bodies. I do have quite a bit of confidence that, um, our cells want to know that good things are coming. Um, they do, they do. I I've had more than a couple. Oh man. And I just had a very validating experience happen to me last week, even, um, 
more than a couple of times I've had clients come in. And if you're listening and you're one of these clients, I send you a big heartfelt thank you because I learn from every single one of you clients out there. Um, but I have clients who come in and they've they've been forced to have to look at their life differently because they were, um, you know, they were greeted with the words, nobody wants to hear you have cancer. Okay. And um, that's not good. And, but through the grace of their own bravery, they found themselves to, um, to be in the room with me. And unfortunately, if you come to see me, the only unfortunate part is there's no like health insurance. So I always work on a sliding scale and I've been able to charge what I need to charge in order to keep paying rent and doing what I do in my beautiful room. Um, so I love, I love it. I love seeing people and I do not take any heed in their diagnosis or prognosis. It's literally not my job. There are many, many people on your team, if you have cancer, who have that job and it's not my job. My job is just to balance the energy field, um, strengthen uh, the the vitality of your field and listen to the wisdom of your body and translate it and give it back to you. Okay. So you being um, uh, the proverbial client, whoever I'm talking to, has taught me so much through that intelligent energy healing field that so many times I've been, you know, my ego has wanted to say, okay, here's what we need to do to get ready for surgery. Here's what we need to do to get ready, you know, for chemotherapy or for your um, holistic, um, you know, process that you're going to do and your, your herbal regimen or with your naturopath or with your surgeon or whatever it is. My ego is like, I want to be helpful. Okay. But my ego goes to, to the side and I've been surprised that my clients bodies, their intelligent energy healing field oftentimes say, um, I really want to, um, start planning for this, like, um, this creative project that I'm working on. I'm like, what? Um, yeah, I really want to look forward to this trip I've always wanted to take. Now, this isn't like bucket list end of life stuff. And I make that really clear. It's like, I, yeah, I need to get on with my life. What? So, um, one of my clients I had recently, um, did a Ted talk. Okay. And I think it's fair to say this because in the TED talk, she talked about her journey with cancer and I won't give you her name, but I'm going to say she did a TED talk. And one of the first sessions we had, I got that very similar energy, which is like, and she was deep into it. I mean, decisions were being made. A long road was ahead of her. Um, and she came to me for support for her physical and spiritual body to get her through the medical event and her spiritual and physical body said, yeah, no, we, we're going to, I'm very interested in what is next. So here we go, like cart and horse. I don't know which comes first, the cart, the horse or the chicken or the egg, but consistently set your mind to the positive, the creative, the, what you are doing, what you are becoming. And that becomes part of your medicine. Okay. Put your, put your thoughts out towards the, um, skeptical, rational miracles that are in front of you so that you can see, you know, land beyond the buoy. So you can see your, see your way back to where you want to be in life. It is okay to look up and look forward, land ho and decide what you're going towards. And that actually, um, now that I've switched to a sailing metaphor, suddenly, um, 
that actually is the only way you can navigate you can navigate the seas. Um, I'm getting a download memory of a funny experience I had. And as I'm doing so, I can see that quite a few feet away from me, um, I have a gift. And it's a picture of my grandfather um, that I came across when I was going through the attic. Um, the attic is um, so many powerful things within feet of me at any moment, at any moment, hidden in plain sight. Um, and I went through a box. I was looking for something else. And I went through a box and I found uh, this picture. And it's my grandfather in his happy place. He was a surgeon. And it's my dad's dad. And he was a surgeon. And he's sitting on a boat. And behind the boat is the harbor. I think he's filling up. But so my subconscious mind or my grandfather <laughs> might be um, coming in as an ancestor um, to support me and say, hey, talk a little bit about you know, let's talk a little bit about getting through disease that you have to look up just like a sailor. Okay. If you are sailing a boat and you are on the big boat, which is what I'm talking about, the big sails, and there's a steering wheel, um, down by the rudder, you cannot just be looking right in front of you. You have to be navigating from one buoy to another to another. At least that's what my experience was when this in the 1970s when I was just a child, but I was trained to drive the boat. Um, one night, uh, my uncle woke me up. Um, he was also a surgeon, and these guys are great sailors. I think that is the surgeons in this side of my family found great solace in the ocean. Um, I know that one of the things about being in the, on the ocean is that they had without question, they were not on call because once you're on an ocean, you can't be on call, right? You cannot be on call. So I think that was the only way they could actually really get their mind, heart and body out of the operating room and away from the hospital and away from their patients so that they could restore and regenerate was to be on the ocean. And then they could have that other adventure of the ocean um, because they love surgery so much, it's easy. Any surgeon that's listening right now, it's easy to become a workaholic because it's such an incredible experience to do surgery. Um, I know that secondhand by what I've been told. It's exciting. It's um, powerful. It's focused. You go into the zone, as they say. I mean, you are in your zone and you're changing somebody's life. Uh, you've got somebody's life in your hands, but you're also saving their life, quite, quite honestly. Okay, so. This night, um, my uncle woke me up and I think he gave me more credit than I deserved um, because I was um, uh, younger than I think he thought I was. I was never a very tall kid, um, but I think I hung out, you know, with his, with his uh, daughter was almost three years older than I was. And so he saw me maybe as her age, which I was not. Um, but he said, it's your turn to steer the ship. It was probably about two o'clock in the morning. He was exhausted. He went to bed and he put me, he put me in charge. <laughs> and uh, when my aunt woke up um, and it was her turn, she's like, what are you doing? And I had completely, completely driven the boat off course. I was, I, I, I let the, I let the bow of the boat point from one buoy and it had gone to point towards another buoy, like way off in the distance. Now keep in mind, the sails are down. We're just running the engine but I was completely off course. Um, nobody got too angry at me though. I really appreciated that. Um, nobody got angry at anybody. It was just life. 
And um, I think I got a little bit of of grace from the fact that um, they said, at least you were pointing towards a buoy, which I think is the point of my story. I think that's the point of my story, grandfather. I think that's why it's like, you know what, Hillary, you, 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 you didn't know the importance of going towards buoy like 372, but at least you were pointing towards a buoy. You you were heading towards something and um, that kept us from going in circles and so forth. All right, let's bring it back. The gift, lifting your head up, letting your cellular biology ha- uh, metaphorically lift itself. So you were listening out. You're listening to the bird beyond the, um, the lawnmower, right? You're listening to um, the 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 messages beyond the 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 basic what am i going to eat what do i need you know what i what do i have to worry about uh where, do my socks match you know that stuff you get past that daily rumination and you start to listen that is a gift as well um in my book what's the name of that chapter in my book it's the chapter with the with the birthday party fossils Chapter is called Fossils <laughs> because um, I said lightheartedly to a bunch of nine year olds that, you know, rocks are like our soul. You know, they survive, you know, many, many iterations. It was just like a, a metaphor to some people believe that our soul, you know, you know, our, our soul can be extended beyond just one, one life cycle. And I said, and so the rocks, you know, have, are around for millions of years. Like, like, let's just, I just need to say this to you. Like if you, if you pass a rock today, that's not the same as anything else in your life. And you're going to pass a lot of rocks today. I am sure there could be some in your home. There could be some outside um, there you're, if you drive in the road, like there's, there's rocks, little tiny pebbles. If you're near a beach, the sand we're not talking like, oh, yeah, these are old, like hundreds of years old. We're talking about millions of years old. The The building that I'm sitting in right now, which happens to me in my house, is built on rocks. So I could go downstairs and touch the, the, the wall of the basement. Here we talk about hidden in plain sight and be touching something that is hundreds of millions of years old. Remember what I said about math class? I only can talk about math if I talk about philosophy. Maybe I wasn't wrong. Maybe I wasn't wrong. Maybe I was like, I can't, I can't ration these numbers. You need to, you need to help my brain understand bigness. Have you met me? I work with concepts and, and ideas and energy and, and, and vastness and consciousness. And so I need to understand the consciousness of these numbers. I, 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 I can't understand what 100 million years are, but put the rock in my hand and tell me it's 100 million years old and maybe it has something to say to me. And in my, and in my, uh, in my book, I hadn't learned that yet to articulate it. So it, when I'm telling the story in the book, I, I'm with a bunch of kids and I, I tell them, you know, Okay, okay, okay. You want to ask the rock what it okay, sure. I, I meant it as a metaphor that the, the rock is very wise, but if you want to do a meditation, you're only nine, ten, or eleven years old. I don't even know if you know how to meditate, you know? 
it was quite a few years ago. It was like over 10 years ago. Do kids even know how to meditate? Well, apparently they really knew how to meditate. And this one girl in particular um, meditated on the rock and told us that the rock uh, has seen the beginning of us humans and it knows the ocean really well. And it's seen mountains rise, but also mountains fall. All of which was very accurate to the rock that was probably hundreds of millions of years old, right? So it was called, a, it was a fossil because there was a, a fern in the fossil. So hidden in plain sight, I even stumbled and made a silly little comment that turned into a powerful uh, message and lesson for me. Hidden in plain sight. You have a problem. You have a challenge. Lean into it. Hidden inside of that, inside of that, is a um, is a solution is is something that you're seeking. I'm going to now give a shout out to another one of my friends, Tatiana Ivanova. Um, look her up; she's one of my Facebook friends. You'll see her everywhere. Um, I interviewed her uh, for the Shift Network, so if you buy my course, you'll get her interview as part of the the bundle. Um, she posted something today that I shared on my Facebook page um, that is basically like. Your problems, um, Carl Jung said it, she quotes Carl Jung, said, um, if you have a problem, dig into it because there is a gem, there is a gift, there is a lesson, there is an insight. But most importantly, for um, my connection to um, Joseph Campbell, who also likes the Carl Jung uh, lessons and teachings, um, there is a there is a, a gift there. There's your gift. Do not shy away from your problems, whether they're in relationship. And that's a biggie, people. That's a biggie. Don't shy away from your problems in relationships. Don't shy away with your problems with the relationship to yourself, whether it's a relationship to money, to career, to uh, worthiness, um, to um, basic life skills that you want to gain. Don't definitely don't shy away from, um, a problem. If you want to call it with creativity, a creative block, stay with it, give it time, give it, give it patience. Um, the first chapter of my book is about the good medicine of patience. And if anybody listens, and I know a few of you diehards out there do listen to this podcast when I drop it, you are an exercise in patience because I wait. I wait until it's ready. I'm not working any algorithm. This is my passion project, and I wait until I have gathered enough gifts to share them here. People around you are a gift. Do you know that a study showed, research showed that um, the key to longevity, they're like the top 10 things that are a key to longevity. And I apologize. Not really. I don't really apologize, but I kind of apologize if I'm repeating myself here, but the key to longevity is, um, like 10 things and eating well, you think would be at the top. It's like nine exercising. You think that'd be at the top. That's like, you know, depending on the type of exercises, like 10 and also six, you know, um, you would think, you would think, uh, strong family ties would be, um, uh, up there. That's like four or five. And you'd think good, good friends would be, you know, up there as well. And that's like 
also maybe three or six, right? The very top of the list, the number one thing on this list is acquaintances. <laughs> to have people around you that you call community, people who know you, recognize you, and would miss you if you were gone from the community. People who have shared interests because you're in the same community together, but not people that you're totally entangled with or working out your lifelong soul journey with, which would be family and best friends. Okay. So I had this experience um, where I truly did not understand that until I had a kind of a, a, a blessing happen. And what, what it was, was, um, the, the, um, in my community, I got a phone call and it said that so-and-so had, had died. It was somebody that I knew well enough, um, that I would call friend, but I would definitely, uh, not, I would definitely say it was like a friend acquaintance member of the community. Um, somebody who I'd see maybe once or twice a year and there was always a warm exchange. Simple as that. I don't know if I appreciate that person or think of them every day. Certainly, certainly not to the extent a family member or a good friend of theirs would. But when I found out that they were gone, when I found out they were gone, I was washed over with grief, appreciation for this person, wonder and awe about their incredible impact on my life. And I could not believe how I had missed this gem of a human being and I had not appreciated them enough. I could not believe that that was um, a gift that I had missed because this person was now gone. The reason I tell this in a lighthearted fashion is because it was a case of mistaken identity. And the person who had told me that my friend acquaintance had died was wrong. They were in error. And so then I got like a resurrection of this person. They were back alive. And I did an awful lot without making it awkward because it's not their problem that they were a case of false identity. And um, I did an awful lot to um, appreciate this person and then bring in this bigger message, which is, am I appreciating all the people in my life, all the people in my community, only to find out, to be completely honest with you, is that I don't know if I have the capacity to take in the amount of joy and wonder and appreciation that 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 is possible. I don't even know if I have the capacity. I don't. Um it's a lot. It's like it's like it's like it's just a lot if you can imagine anyone who's grieved it, it takes an incredible capacity, right? To 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 work this all through. It's 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 wonderful and awesome. Um, I know I mentioned that my dog was sitting next to me and now my dog has jumped up. So I think it might be time for me to wrap up, but I don't want to wrap up without saying this one thing. We are surrounded by gifts. We are surrounded by gifts. We need to understand that life is filled with little gifts that if you look at them, just like my friend with the false identity issue, they are miracles. They're absolute miracles. If you drive a car, a car is a miracle. They're, it's amazing. 
if you if you breathe your lungs your lungs are a miracle i mean amazing and it, and it's breathing okay um what is around you the packages of seeds that have been at the bottom of a box that you didn't know were there that's a miracle you have been invited by joseph campbell and by you know the great spiritual teachings of all of our times that Joseph Campbell helped to, you know, organize for us in an academic fashion. You have been invited to look for everything that is hidden in plain sight, to marvel, to feel the awe, to feel the wonder of it all. It might be hard to contain. It might be too much, but try it. And if that's your biggest problem, you're on the right track. I think it's easier to contain the negativity than to contain the wonder, the awe, the marvel of living with miracles in plain sight, the gifts that we gather constantly. Do this for five minutes, for 20 minutes, for a day. I will try as well. Not easy. Not easy because our mind is always keeping us balanced with the survival. The How do we eat? Are we safe? Blah, blah, blah. Thank goodness, right? I appreciate that. But try to tip the balance a little bit more. That's our challenge. That's our challenge. Tip the balance more towards marveling, towards the miracle. Hidden in plain sight in front of you now, and now, and now, and now. Okay? So anyway, I'm going back to my energy healing. I'm going back to having a good day. I hope you guys all have a beautiful day yourself. Um, this is Hillary Crowley. Um, any announcements? I'm coming back to Kripalu for October. I'm coming back to Kripalu for March of 2024. Um, and, um, I've got this membership coming up, so check it out. We're working on it right now. Um, and, um, if you're listening to this, join us, it's going to be like a monthly fee. I love to support you. You can support me and, um, energy healing works. It physically and emotionally and spiritually heals to make this world a better place, to make your body a better place to live in. I probably till my last breath in this body will not be able to exactly explain or describe why it works, but my muscle is strong and I want to keep doing the energy work for you and teach you how to do as much as you can do in your life too, whatever your gifts are. So, um, join me for the good energy healing club. This is the good energy healing show. Thank you for listening and have a beautiful day. If you've enjoyed this, hit the five stars, share it with a friend, share, like, and have a great day. Thanks, everyone.